Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Hey, uh, tonight is a different night. Tonight, um, we're going to have an opportunity to uh, spend some time reflecting on on what we hear, uh, to make some decisions, to talk to God uh, one-on-one. And uh, what we've been talking about freedom. Uh, We've been talking about uh, this decision. Um, I left my my clicker back there, so if someone can bring that up. Uh, We've been talking about freedom. We are going to be talking about the cost of freedom uh, tonight. Uh, But yesterday, I I, I talked to you about the fact that we were born sinners. And because we were uh, born sinners, now we have a sin nature. And and it isn't just external pressure, but if anything, we have to guard our hearts because there are desires that we have that can control our lives. There are desires uh, that we have that are sinful, that God says, hey, listen, uh, don't give in to them. Don't be controlled by them. Hey, listen, you were born uh, sinners and you can become a slave to the very sins that you desire in your heart. So you can be productive in society. I shared with you that there are uh, people who, you know, can be a doctor. They can be all of these things, but they'll lose everything that they have because they're bound to these desires. They're bound to these sins and they take everything away from them. So even if you think you're going uh, forward, you're taking so many steps back because those secret sins will be found out. Those uh, secret sins will destroy your life if you don't give them to God. And so tonight we're going to talk about the cost of freedom. I love that song that you started off with tonight. You said that he's a way maker, a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. We talked about in Genesis how God made a promise to Adam and Eve because of their sin that he had a solution for it. They couldn't do anything on their own. In fact, he had to show them that there was a consequence for their sin. And so they found out that they were naked. They were ashamed. They were fearful. And so God killed that animal. He clothed them, but he had to show them that that there was a consequence for their sin. And so what did he do? He, He killed that animal and he made a sacrifice showing them that there is a blood sacrifice. Something had to die. Some uh, payment, some consequence had to be had because of their decision. You see, we said that Adam, uh, it was because of Adam's disobedience that sin entered into the world. And we said that, that Jesus was the solution to our sin, that Jesus is the one that we'll find freedom in. You know, the Bible says that when Jesus came, that, that people gossiped and, and murmured and, and talked badly about him because he didn't fit their box. Jesus would hang out with the outcasts and, and the people who were, who were made fun of and the people who, who messed up in life. And the Pharisees, the self-righteous, would make fun of him and say, who do you think you are? Why are you hanging out with them? But they didn't know his purpose. They didn't know what Jesus was, was called to do. The Bible says when Jesus spoke to them, where he uh, revealed his purpose in life, he said, I didn't come for the, the righteous. I came for sinners. I came to seek and to save those who are lost. 
Hey, I, I didn't come uh, just to, to hang. I didn't come to, 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 to be ministered unto, to, to be served. No, I came to serve others. I'm here on a mission. The truth is, is that Jesus was misunderstood. Anybody in here been misunderstood? Right. Jesus was misunderstood because he did not fit their box, but they did not understand him because they did not understand his purpose. As believers, you have a purpose. If you're a Christian in here, God wants you to walk differently because he has an assignment for your life. But that means that you won't owe, you will not fit into this world. People will say certain things, but you have to be committed uh, to that purpose, to that mission for your life. I love this passage. Uh, He says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners unto repentance. You know, I'm so glad that Jesus didn't quit. Jesus didn't stop because he was made fun of. The Bible says that he turned his face as a flint. In other words, he was so focused on his mission for us that he didn't let the outside noise, the way that people treated him to stop him from the purpose that he was called to. Hey, I want to encourage you tonight, if you're, you're a believer in here and, and, and you feel like it's difficult to live for God or you, you just feel like there's a lot of outside pressure, don't let the pressure around you stop you from accomplishing the purpose that God has for you. Don't let the, what people are saying around you to, to stop you from making some decisions tonight that, that you want to follow God, that you want to get some things right in your life tonight. Hey, don't allow what other people are saying stopping you from what you feel like God is calling you to do tonight. You see, the Bible says that, that Jesus came to uh, seek and to save those who are lost. There we go. Jesus would say it this way, for the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. That word ransom is used when, uh, have you ever seen a show or or something where, where someone has been kidnapped and the kidnapper is asking for a ransom? It's a, it's a person who's asking for something in response for the person that they took captive. Jesus is saying, hey, listen, I am going to give myself, I am going to give me up for those people who are captive, who are slaves to sin. Hey, I am giving myself up, my life up. I'll be the substitute for them. Because they're slaves to sin. They're they're bound to hell without me. Hey, I'll be the substitute. Hey, uh, I I want to to give my life instead of their life. I don't want them to experience what they're about to experience. I'll take their place. The Bible says that he was so consumed with his mission that he took mocking, that he, there was a lot of things that he took, but uh, before he uh, died on the cross, the Bible said that they, they treated him badly. They mocked him. They made fun of him. The Bible says that, that Jesus had to be the payment for our sin. He came on a mission. We talk about the cost of freedom. It says, for the wages, the, the cost of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, 
our Lord. Not only did Jesus have to be the substitute, he didn't uh, just take our place, he took our punishment. Everything that Jesus took on the cross is what we deserved. Jesus did nothing wrong. When he substituted, everything that we've ever done was put on him. Some of us hate getting in trouble for stuff that we've never done before. Man, mom, why are you doing this? I didn't even do this. You, you either, I don't know if you guys still get spankings here or get um, grounded or whatever, but you hate it. It makes you so upset when you get in trouble for something that you did not do. And Jesus took everything that we've ever done and he put it on himself. Every mocking, every beating, every slashing, every nail that he took, we deserved it. They spit on him. The Bible says that he took our place. And if the wages or the the penalty or the value of sin is death, he took separation from the Father for us. I'm trying to help you understand everything that Jesus did because when the Bible says that it is a free gift, Jesus sacrificed so much. Some of us won't do something because we think someone's going to make fun of us. And Jesus was cut. He was pierced. He was hung on a tree. We were worried about being made fun of, and it was far more than just being made fun of. Everything that Jesus took was because of us. You see, not only did Jesus come on a, on a mission as the promise that God had made uh, in the garden saying, I have a solution for sin. The Bible says that someone had to die. Jesus is that sacrifice. All of those sacrifices that he took for us was leading uh, to him hanging on that cross, leading uh, to him dying on that cross for us. If you don't think that sin is a horrible thing, God himself left heaven This was such a serious mission that he had to come himself and to pay for the consequences because we couldn't. You see, so many of us act like we're okay, like we can do it on our own. But the Bible says in Hebrews 9, It says that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. In other words, if if blood was not spilt, if Jesus did not die, if his blood was not shed on that cross, no one could be forgiven. That is why he gave us that example in the garden of, of the consequence. Every sacrifice ever given was to point us to Jesus. You see, many of us are walking around right now as if everything was okay. And the Bible is telling us that we're not okay. We've got uh, items on. We, we're, we're sitting in our seat and we're, and we're acting like everything is all right. But the Bible says that we're liars. The Bible says that we're cheaters. The Bible uh, says that, that the stains that we have on us is what separates us from, from walking into the house of God. God says that he cannot accept us in the condition that we're in because of sin. 
but that he loves us so much that he wants us to be with him. And for us to have a relationship with him, he's saying, hey, listen, this is the very thing that is keeping me from having the relationship that I want with you. It's because you're covering it up as if everything is okay. But the the very same thing that you're doing right now is the very same thing that I died for. The very same thing that that I was hung on the cross for is the, the very same thing that you're okay with and you're okay with it because you think that nobody sees it. You've got it covered up. The Bible says that if Jesus did not shed his blood, the only thing that could wash the sin off of me, that could cleanse me to make me right with God, is if Jesus, his blood was, was shed for me. Jesus' blood is the only thing that could have washed this white tea to make it clean. It was the only thing that would allow me to be right with God, to have a right relationship with God, for, for God to see me as he sees Jesus with no sin whatsoever. But the problem is, is is because it's free, it doesn't mean anything unto us. We don't realize what Jesus did for us, and so we're, we're cool, we're fine. You see, sometimes consequences come today, sometimes consequences come tomorrow, sometimes consequences come in a year. You, you know that example where kids are playing on the train track and they tell you every day and then all of a sudden someone gets hit and smacked and they said, I told them so many times. So many of us are so comfortable because, because we're young and, and we don't realize, I don't see any of the consequences now, but sin was such a serious thing that God left his heavenly throne to take your place. This, this consequence for sin is so extreme that God said, I need to take it for you. I don't want you to experience this. You see, when we think of our condition, when we think of our relationship with God, the Bible says that it is in Jesus Christ that our sins are forgiven. It is in his work, the thing that he did on the cross for us, nothing that we could ever do could make us right. In other words, uh, when the Bible talks about your, your sins, excuse me, your good works being as filthy rags, the Bible's talking about, did I share this with you already? The Bible gives this example of the Pharisees when, when, when he said unto them that their sins were as filthy rags. And it's this example where uh, the lepers who, whose skins were, were boiled and, and, and sometimes their body parts would fall off and things of that nature because of the seriousness of their disease. They would share this community rag and they would wipe the sores off of them. And they would hand it to someone else. And they would wipe the sores off of them. The Bible says every good thing that you do, because you're a sinner and you're you're not perfect, all of those things don't do anything. It's still dirty. It does not do anything. And if anything, it's vile. It's vile. 
So if we're thinking that we're going to be right with God because we're going to church or because we're, oh, we don't think that we're a bad person or, or that we don't think anybody knows or sees what we're doing, the Bible says it's wrong. The only way that you can be right with God is if you accept what Jesus did on your behalf. If you can't earn salvation, you can't lose it. But the truth is, is that you have to acknowledge what Jesus did for you because you could never do it. The Bible says it is by faith in Jesus Christ that we experience freedom because we could not earn it. We could not work our way up. That's why Jesus came down. You see, the Bible says that when Jesus was hung on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And in his humanity, he says, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus literally was, is experiencing the, the separation from, from the Father because he is taking our sin, our shame, the consequences that we have done on him. But the Bible says that he did not just die on that cross. The Bible says that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day. The Bible says that not only did he rise again on the third day, but the fact that he rose on the third day proved that, one, he was God, two, and proved that he had the power to overcome sin in the grave. The reason we can talk about freedom is because Jesus overcame the greatest consequence that we can experience of sin, which is eternal separation from God forever in a place called hell. So if God can save you from hell then he can help you over that, that sin that you're struggling with. He can help you uh, with that acceptance that you're trying to find in other things. He can help you with, with the things that you're looking at. He can help you uh, with the habits that you've picked up or that you're walking in. God says, hey, if I, can, if I can handle your forever, then I can handle your tomorrow and your today. You see, I, I love this picture that the Bible gives us. The Bible says that, that Jesus doesn't just take our sins. So if you think of a bank account, the Bible says that we're all sinners. We got like negative $100. The Bible says that he doesn't just pay our debt, but he deposits some money in it. In other words, when we uh, place faith in what Jesus did on the cross for us, that the proof that he has uh, wiped out our debt, that he's paid our sin, that he uh, substituted and took that our, our place, was that he gives us his Holy Spirit. You see, it's the Holy Spirit that when we begin to, to listen to him, to, to follow him, the Bible says that if you uh, submit to the Spirit that you will not fulfill, you will not uh, be controlled by your flesh if you listen to the Holy Spirit in your life. And the problem that many of us are having is because we have the Holy Spirit, but we're not walking in the Spirit. We're not being led by the Spirit in our lives. And so proof that you have freedom uh, in Christ is that you have the Holy Spirit, but it's going to be walked out in your life. It's by making decisions. It's by taking times like this 
where you get to reflect and say, God, am I just trying to cover up my sin and act like everything is okay? Or God, I'm, I'm going to give you uh, these relationships that I'm looking for. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this acceptance that I'm trying to find in other people. And I need to realize that you say I'm a child of God and I don't have to worry about what everybody else says because you see me and you love me just the way that I am. I'm not going to believe uh, the lies of the world. I'm not going to let other people's opinions of me control me, but I'm going to be controlled by your spirit. You see, the Bible says that we have a decision to make if we know Christ. Are we going to live in our flesh? Or are we going to be led by his spirit? The truth is, is that we're sinners, but we're saved by his grace. There are some of us in here today that if we were to die right now, we, we don't know if we'd go to heaven. And the Bible says that you can know. The Bible says that we're all sinners so that if we haven't placed our faith in Jesus, then, then the answer would be that, that we wouldn't go to heaven if we don't have a relationship with him. But there are some people in here today that they've done that and they're still walking in the very same things that God saved them from. This is what I want to encourage you today. John 1 says this, that God is, is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins as we confess to him. You're going to have an opportunity tonight to talk to God. In, in a minute, we're going to close our eyes and bow our heads, and, and I'm going to dismiss some of you guys to, to go out and to talk to God one-on-one. -on -one. Some of you in here don't know if you were to die today that, that you'd be in heaven with God because you have not accepted him as your Savior. And there's some counselors in here today that want to help you have a relationship with God. The greatest decision, it was talking about decision, the greatest decision that you can ever make in your life is what you're going to do with Jesus. Are you going to accept what he did for you because you can't earn heaven on your own? Or are you going to act like you're okay? There's going to be a moment of opportunity. I truly believe this. You're only as sick as your secrets. Let me say that again. You are only as sick as your secrets. You're going to have an opportunity tonight. James 5 talks about uh, confessing our sins one to another and there is healing. Listen, you're going to have an opportunity to, to talk to a counselor tonight and, and to share with them and say, hey, listen, this is, this is what I'm struggling with. And, and I, I need you to pray with me so that I can walk with God so I don't, don't become controlled by this. I need help. The truth is, is we all in here have to make a decision. Whether it's trusting God for salvation, that we can have a relationship with him, or dealing with the personal sin struggles that we have in our life and giving them to him tonight. I'm going to close on a word of prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. God, we believe. We believe that there is freedom in you. God, the Bible says where the spirit is, there is liberty. The reason that we can uh, overcome uh, our flesh, the reason why we can overcome the devil, the reason why we can overcome this world is because you are with us. God, help us not to have the power of God upon us and still be bound in our own, in our own sin because we think that we've got it. 
God, would you work in our hearts tonight that we would uh, make some decisions, that we would deal with some of the sin that we're struggling with right now. But we're not worried about what other people think. We're worried about pursuing you and making things right with you. So Lord, we love you. We thank you and praise you in your precious and holy name. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.